as the church bids us to rejoice this day, it seems that every year there are fewer and fewer reasons for rejoicing as we experience the seemingly multiplication of wars, persecution, injustices, scandals, and so forth. The list goes on. The natural human response to these things in the world is sadness and anger even. These are natural human emotions that are neither good nor bad, but very often those emotions combined with the constant images of these events often uh, arouse in us discouragement, cynicism, and despair. But St. Paul tells us to rejoice always. In fact, in his letters in the New Testament, he says he mentions rejoicing 23 times, both references to himself rejoicing amid his persecutions and telling us to rejoice likewise 23 times. And we hear two of those mentions today, one in the introit that is taken from his letter to the Philippians, and then in our second reading in his first letter to the Thessalonians. And so he says to rejoice always. And that's not a hyperbolic statement, that's a literal command. So that means without exception, even amid wars, persecution, injustice, scandals, and so forth. Even when we're experiencing natural sadness and anger, he calls us to rejoice even then. And so the question becomes, what am I rejoicing in? And our answer is given beautifully from the words of Isaiah in our first reading today, when he says, I rejoice heartily in the Lord, in my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation. And so our joy is simply in God, not in the other things going on around us, around us and all the darkness that, it, that uh, encompasses us. And because this joy comes from God, it's not something we create ourselves. In fact, joy, properly speaking, is one of the 12 fruits of the Holy Spirit. And the Catechism defines these fruits of the Holy Spirit as perfections that the Holy Spirit forms in us as the first fruits of eternal glory. So these fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of joy, is a foreshadowing of heaven. And it's a perfection that the Holy Spirit forms within us. And there's plenty of evidence of this work of the Spirit in the lives of the saints. Because so many of the saints became saints 
because of the great sufferings and persecutions they endured. And yet through that, they manifested an incredible supernatural joy. And one of the most popular examples of this in recent times is Mother Teresa of Calcutta, because uh, we've been given from her very, very personal writings uh, of these very personal struggles that she endured. And I'm sure many of you know the story, but she endured many, many years of utter darkness in her soul that for many of us would turn very quickly to despair. And yet anybody who encountered her experienced this incredible radiating joy from her. So even though she maybe didn't feel joy inwardly in her soul, the spirit worked through that and manifested that joy. So rejoicing in the Lord is not playing pretend or putting on a good face before God. And it does not mean we cannot be sad or angry in the face of sin or injustice. But it's about recognizing that amid all of the darkness, God is real. God is with us and God is coming to save us. The church calls us to rejoice in a particular way this Advent season. And so it's good to think about what steps can you take this week to allow the spirit of joy to manifest in you? Or consider the antitheses of joy, especially cynicism, a big one today. What things can you cut out of your life that elicit cynicism? If I may be very specific here, I think most of us could do with far less news media. Our hearts and minds are not wired for processing every evil act perpetuated throughout the world and every latest dumb comment made by a public figure, all in real time. It is hard enough to confront the evils and brokenness in our own hearts, families, and community. So turn off the news and social media this Advent and Christmas season. Give your heart space to see what incredible things the Lord is trying to do in your life. And then you will experience true joy. Rejoice always because God is real. God is with us and God is coming to save us. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org. That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.